All I know is he picked KU over Tech, and then Donovan Smith reminded him that we really didn't even want you that much, man. Man, he might have been <laughs> foreshadowing that like he was going to get lit up by Texas yeah. Tech with that shirt on. Because that, dude, that play alone, I mean, it was enough to bring a lot of satisfaction to the Red Raider Nations. What is up, Ramblin' Raiders listeners, Texas Tech fans out there? Welcome back to the Ramblin' Raiders Raiders podcast. There it is. We're glad that y'all are joining us for this premium Texas Tech content with the occasional laugh. We got Rock Squawk, Jayhawks, episode 121. A lot of great content coming your way, and we're excited to bring it to you. We are powered by Guns Up Nation and a part of the Guns Up Nation podcast network. Joining me... As always, my day one regular, he is a Red Raider through and through, a rambling Raider, even more so, in his heart of hearts. He's excited to be here, standing 5 foot 11, 185 pounds, game shape, jacked up, ripped up, and full of dopio espresso. I have Nick. I love dropping five bills to watch my team get blasted. Thompson. Nick, what's up, man? Man, a lot to unpack there on, on that intro, Jackson. First of all, are you five uh, eleven? No, put you're me six at, foot. Put me at five eleven. Really, uh, you know, it really hurts the confidence there uh, because I am six. You're six foot. Just, just six. Hey. Uh, so you know, you know how the girls see it. If yeah. you're five eleven, you're basically five five. Yeah. So, so you're no okay. That that that's on me. That's my bad. Yeah. Let me first get over that hurdle. <laughs> the second hurdle you gave me there. Against the ass, you know the Astros paying five hundred plus dollars to go see them lose nine to five. You know it was it was eight to nothing after the first three <laughs> innings. It was a waste of money in my book, but it was still a fun atmosphere. You know, is your team? If you're listening in, is your team in the ALCS? No, probably not. And it was a good time spent, a bonding moment, and time well spent with your girlfriend. So, dude, you can't put a price on love, Nick. You That's right. You cannot put a price on love. Also, but I might have sh- I shorted you a little bit on the height. How about the weight, though, man? I threw you in there 185, and I'm talking pure that's muscle. Right. No, that's right. 185 is, is just about right. I kind of you know go from 180 to 185 when I'm really working Look, out. So yeah, thanks and for I that. was I was doing that based on the assumption of just pure shredded like muscle. Yeah, no, I'm like zero percent body fat. So there we go. So we're at what I like made uh what I lacked in the height I made up for in in size. In size, man. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and his uh and his <laughs> Mind you cut that. Yeah, yeah. Remind me to go back and take that out. In his size, his sheer stature is where we made up for. He's also y'all be ready, man. I know you've seen Dave Port Portnoy, uh Dave Porno Boy on the um pizza reviews. We, it might be in the works, man. Nick is a coffee connoisseur. Look out for uh, Nick Thompson with the Ramblin' Raiders coffee reviews coming to you soon all over the Houston area, baby. Would like to start that. Would like to start that You'd at be, some point. Hey, you have, a, you have a defined palate. You'd be great at it. We want to give a shout-out really quick to any of our new listeners. We've noted that noticed that our download threshold has been rising. There's uh, you know just more downloads overall with these episodes, which means we got new listeners coming to the table. Welcome. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure you follow us on all of our platform, on all of our platforms, and on all of our social medias. You know, uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, you name it. We're putting out new content daily, and we're really excited to have y'all. So thanks for tuning in. Social media, y'all just heard it. What more? I mean, we got Instagram at Ramblin' Raiders, Facebook Ramblin' Raiders podcast is our page, getting uh, some new likes and new um, overall followers on that page constantly. And then we also have our Twitter, at Ramblin' Raiders. Y'all be sure to follow us because we do a lot more than just our podcast content. We put out graphics, videos, reels, everything that you know you could want. And we're hoping to add, Nick, to our, our plethora of different you know outlets that we do, different styles and types of content. Biggie, though, this is the biggest right here. You got to do it for us. We've been on this journey, it feels like, far too long. And we're not quite there yet. YouTube. Guys, we really want to implement our visuals on our YouTube channel. We've been doing them on Instagram so far, and we'd like to take it over to the tube. So 
if you could, Ramblin' Raiders Media, hit us, you know, hit us with a subscription on there. Drop a sub. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anybody that'll listen. Go follow Ramblin' Raiders, uh, Ramblin' Raiders Media on YouTube. We'd really appreciate it. We also have our website, RamblinRaiders.com. 10% of our merch sales goes to our charity of the month. This month, Operation Turkey. Nick, why don't you tell everybody about Operation Turkey? Let's do it. Operation Turkey is a Houston-based charity where 100% of our donation this month, you know, it's too late to, too late to donate to a, a Halloween charity. And so we, we, and we, we do want, love Halloween. We do want to look forward to Thanksgiving. 100% of the donation will be used to buy food for uh, the needy in and around the Houston area. Again, 100% of the donation. So if you guys go out and you buy merch on our, on our, on our website, 10% of our donation goes, or 10% of our profits on, on the merch sales goes to a donation. We will be able to feed 40 people with just 100 bucks. Operation Turkey, you know, the, the money's going to a good cause there to help feed families in the holiday season. That's right. And we're not talking about to turkey keys. We're just talking about good old-fashioned yard bird, baby. Just regular turkeys. A regular yard bird. Um, guys, yeah, go, go ahead and help us out there. You know, y'all help us out. We love helping others out. And so, you know, buy you some merch. We're looking to um, kind of expand our merch line here and, and develop it to, you know, include different packages, different features. And, again, 10% of that is going to go to Operation Turkey. 100 bucks, we can feed 40 families. We have our write-ups on there. You know, our boy Pat just put out a really good one last week. Our episodes are downloadable straight from the website, and we have our apparel on there as well. We also have, you know, pictures, kind of more about just our general company, Ramblin' Raiders Media. Uh, y'all can go check it out. Great website. Always, uh, always on the up and up. Made it to our look around campus. Let's get it. Which is always just so much fun. You know, we, we tell ourselves we're going to get through that intro quicker and quicker because we know y'all want to get right to the meat and potatoes. But, uh, Nick, we're the – I mean, we're all about the plugs, man. We're the king of plugs. Yeah. And now we're getting into really our secondary feature, which is our, our sports coverage and content. Yeah, exactly. Our secondary uh, features is the sports. But, you know, there's a lot of sports to highlight yeah. at Texas Tech, and we have a lot of good sports programs. So let's just a, dive right into it. It was a good week, man, for, uh, for a, lot of our, a lot of different teams, um, you know, across the, Texas Tech, across the Texas Tech athletic landscape. So we want to go ahead and start it off here with a volleyball update. Let's go. The Red Raiders are 13-8 overall. Um, they're 3-5 and five in conference play. But the girls um, split last week's road matchup against Oklahoma. OU won the first game on Thursday, three sets to two. Hard-fought battle. You know, uh, I, I, this was a, an opportunity when I, where I really think the Lady Red Raiders could have gotten it done and, and you know, got out of there with two winning the, the weekend um, in, in both matches on those um, subsequent days. But they bounced back, guys. So they didn't get that first one. Hard fought on Thursday, three sets to two. And this is what tells you, this is what tells you OU was lucky to get to, you know, steal one from us, even though it was at home in Norman, because Texas Tech won that uh, the next game Friday, the next matchup Friday, three sets to none. So get your brooms out, sweep that ass. Domination. I love to see it. You know, their next game is uh, going to be against Kansas State, ironically, which is like same as our football team. And that's coming up. That's actually going to be on the road this Wednesday and Thursday. So if you can, ESPN Plus, I know, covers the volleyball games. Check them out on ESPN Plus. Or if you find yourself in the Little Apple in Manhattan, why not get some tickets, stop by, and enjoy Red Raider Volleyball. So, again, guys, closed out last week one-to-one dropping the Thursday matchup three sets to two man and the uh you know took them to the wire and actually I'm going to pull up cuz I wanted to know the box score yeah so went to game 5 lost that uh that last game 15-13 so mm -hmm. I mean that was a battle to the bitter end and they came back and proved their dominance who was the better team on the you know in this matchup the next game on Friday 3-0 so way to go ladies you know, way to bounce back and split one on the road. Let's, uh, you know, continue that momentum going into Manhattan and get another dub. Yeah, it's interesting. You say it's on Big 12 Plus or ESPN Plus. Uh -huh. It's interesting. When they came out with ESPN Plus, I hated it. You know, I was like, why do I have to pay for this? But they really do cover a lot yeah. of sports that otherwise would not get soccer you know, TV coverage, you know, including our soccer team. Yeah. No, you're right. And real quick, just to show the dominance of that 3-0 victory, they beat Oklahoma 25-16, 25-17, 25-16. So, Lady Sooners got got. 
great to see our volleyball team getting one on the road. I think that they really, you know, flexed their, uh, flexed their muscles and came back, showed some resiliency there. Excited to see what they're going to do against K-State this week. Flipping over to the soccer pitch, man, the soccer, Texas Tech soccer split their games last week, beating Iowa State and then losing to number 21, West Virginia. Both of those games were on the road. Now, I do want to highlight Iowa State in particular on the road, like I said, in Ames, Iowa, a comeback win after going down one to nil. We scored two unanswered points Let's go. Uh, to, to win that game two to one, getting another game, another win under our belt in conference play here. Uh, Kirsten Davis in the 74th minute, assisted by Charlotte Teeter. And then Giselle Kazarski scored where, in the 86th minute. Where have minute. I heard that before? Teeter to, to Davis. Always. Every single week. Always. Every, it seems like it. And then, <laughs> you know, like I said, Giselle uh, Kazarski scored in the 86th minute, assisted by, you know, we hear it all the time, Macy, one of the Macy's. One of the Macy's. Uh, getting the assist there, Macy Blackburn. Shout out to her. And then we went to uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. We did lose 2 to nil. Uh, where I think home field advantage really played a role because we had 13 fouls in that game to West Virginia's six. Okay. So, wow. you know, the refs in the Big 12 in football are bad. You know, they might be homers for West yeah. Virginia because we, we had a lot of fouls in this game. That doesn't seem right, man. I know our team likes to play, you know, a physical brand, but they don't go – I mean, usually the disparity is not that Well, it is. Great. It is interesting. I think we do play a physical brand because in the Iowa State game, we did have 11 fouls in that game and three mm-hmm. yellow cards – and I think these girls are just getting after Dude, the ladies it. They're in West physical. Texas, baby. They know what's up, man. Some you, street dogs. That's right. You, you don't want to cross them on the pitch and uh, come in soft because they'll make you pay for it. That's right. Upcoming games, you know, we round out Big 12 play these next two weeks at home at the John Walker Soccer Complex. Uh, we got two home games. Friday, this Friday against Kansas, looking to squawk them as well, like the football team. Yes, sir. And then we got TCU next Thursday, October 28th at 7 p.m. I'll go check those games out. Those are going to be pretty lit to round out Big 12 play. I'm really sad, Nick. I just forgot to get the reel of you doing soccer, man. All and, good. And that, was, that was great coverage. All I good. will say this, man. I heard that in Lubbock there is a sale on assists over at Macy's. So, there you, you know, go. Get, get to the John Walker next time you can. I know that uh, you said they're going to be on the road against Kansas this week, right? No, but, the, they got two oh, games at home oh, to that's round right. out Big 12 play. Okay, yeah, that's right. So I heard that wrong. So, uh, hey, man, John Walker, you know, John Walker Complex. They're, they're dishing out assists on sale, baby, over yeah. there at the uh, for, for the Macy's. Macy's, uh, I love it. This is why I should never be allowed to be sober on the podcast, ever. Because <laughs> the jokes are just falling, falling like Kansas's hopes and dreams of beating Texas Tech at home for homecoming this week. Really quick, before we round out this look around campus to get to our main body content, you know, the uh, football coverage from this last week, I do want to talk a little bit about a sport up and coming everybody's really excited about. That's our Texas Tech men's basketball team. Guys, basketball season is literally right around the corner, weeks away. You know, uh, today the preseason top 25 poll came out, you know, from the uh, media AP voters, and Tech received 17 votes, did not even crack the top 25. Got absolutely snubbed to anybody who knows anything about college basketball and follows this team. But I want to talk about why I actually like that this happened, because Mark Adams and this brand, this this really mantra and mentality that we had with Chris Beard, we're going to have it even more so with Mark Adams, in my opinion, because he fits this mold even better, way better, I should say, than Beard did, is that we're coming in and we're underrated and that teams sleep on us. The media sleeps on us, and everyone knows that these preseason polls don't really mean much. It's all about taking care of business on the court, and that's exactly what Mark Adams wants to do, man. They don't, you know, this is bulletin board material, but they, I mean, we got street dogs, man. We, we have that underdog mentality. We play better from that position of being the underdog. I'm glad they're sleeping on us. I'm glad they snubbed us because it's the, you know, one of the best things Texas Tech basketball has done time and time again, go out and prove the world, go out and prove the country. That's right. That, you know, we deserve to be in the conversation because we're talented and we got, we got those guys, man. We got those under those street dogs that are going to make you pay for it whenever you come to the USA. Yeah, and like you said, I do like it. You know, unranked going into the season. It's tough to be ranked with, uh, you know, not too many returners. I think we only have two starters, you know, yeah. presumed starters that a, are returners A lot of transfers year. and a new coach. And a new coach, although we did just, you know, hire him up, got promoted, uh, old Mark Adams. I'm excited. We did have a scrimmage against a pretty good uh, Wichita State team and program yeah. historically in recent years. 
And, uh, we, you know, we won that scrimmage against Wichita State without Shannon, without McCullers. You know, two, for the Shockers, they were – starters, at, yeah. Yeah, they were without their center, uh, Morris Udis, with a shoulder injury. He was out. But, look, you got guys stepping up already. You got Bryson Williams, the UTEP transfer, coming in uh, with 25 points, seven boards. And then Kevin O'Banner with 14 points and nine boards in this game. Look – don't take too much stock into this scrimmage, but if it's a sign of things to come, especially without Shannon but and, with, and without uh, <laughs> and without McCullers, we're going to be just fine with this with this roster the roster that uh, Matt, Mark Adams is is putting out there. You know, you saw it in the scrimmage against Wichita State. Again, don't These take too much hungry. stock. It's just a scrimmage, uh, and you know they weren't playing. You know everybody, but still at the same time, you know we're going to be just fine. We're going to pick up right where we left off. Yeah, no, I agree, man. This is exciting. Uh, Wichita State is in Kansas, correct? That is correct. Let's look it up. I mean, that's all they do up there is play basketball. They sure as hell don't right. play any football that we just found out um, this last Saturday. But, you know, that's a, that's a storied program who's made deep runs, who's, who's, who's had, you know, NBA talent and, uh, you know, really proved themselves in that, you know, non-Power 5 re- uh, environment. And Tech handled them, dude. You just laid out, you know, we had those guys who were high on coming in, transfers, scoring points, getting boards, missing two dudes who we know are bona fide uh, defenders, scorers. McCullers and Shannon are, you know, absolute beasts, man. They are really the backbone, heart and soul of this Texas Tech program, sticking it out even with the coaching change. Bonafide Red Raiders, bonafide basketball players baby they these guys get out there and they compete and they grind and they they rep the double t well and they know our brand and our style when we get them back in the lineup forget about it forget about it for sure this offseason was a great one for red raider basketball with all things considered a great one we got a lot of guys coming in a lot of exciting talent now in the basketball program we got the best facilities in the nation hey and that's coming from none other than Kirby Hocutt slash Nick Thompson of Ramblin' Raiders. That's right. Who do you trust more? I know I know. for me it's the man sitting across the table right now. Nick, anything else with the look around campus? Yeah, or, I got one oh, more yeah. quick one. Mystery, a mystery yeah, plug. Yeah, a surprise plug. And, and this is a throwback for all you Red Raiders. Micah Awe, the linebacker. He played a tech from 2012 to 2015. Yeah, okay. Know the name, know the yes. name. Playing the Canadian Football League. For the Ottawa Red Blacks. He's Let's, actually killing it this year. Okay, With Let's 57 go. tackles on the year, including uh, special teams. But he, he is their starting linebacker, one of. And uh, he's just killing it in the Canadian Football League. I wanted to highlight him uh, this week just because, you know, he, it, it's nice to have Red Raiders in the news. And if you're in, Cana- if you're in Canada, Micah Awe is a name that you're going to know. And if you're, if you're a football fan especially. And he's just been killing it for the Ottawa Red Blacks. So I wanted to shout him out. Maybe we'll tag him in a story this week. Micah Awe. Texas Tech alum, 2012-2015, just killing it in the Canadian Football League. Sounds like we got a Red Raider, a Red Raider takeover in Canada, dude. Maybe with our homegirl Janine Becky, dude, and now we got all in there. I mean, it sounds like a, a, a you know, not um, what do they say in Star Wars, like aggressive negotiations. This is a hostile, I mean, hostile takeover. Yeah. Texas Tech taking over yeah. the country of Canada, and they call get they, used to it. They call Ottawa the West Texas of Canada, so he he's back home in West Texas, basically. Yeah, I love it, man. Just uh, make sure you stay away from Menards up there, dude. I heard it's kind of a wild, oh a kind of uh, what that guy tell us when we were in Minneapolis. Like, it's just a you can get anything, literally anything under the sun at Menards. At Menards, you can get uh, you know as many two by fours as you need, gallons and also a gallon of milk. It, that tells me that the quality of what they're they're uh, you know supplying at that store cannot be great because nobody has the uh, the bandwidth and the you know to be able to go out there and sell that diverse. Of of supplies, I, I'm not buying it. I don't believe it. They got it all there, Menards. That's right. All right, guys. So we're here now. We made it through. I hope y'all enjoyed our look around campus. Remember to support all of our Red Raider teams as they are getting uh, getting way under or getting underway. I mean, away. <laughs> They're getting uh, away, you know started. Away, away. Some of them are going away to play games on the road this week. But you know, we're getting the ball rolling. Basketball is about to start, and we're kind of getting into that period where you have. A lot of different sports playing at one time, fall into winter, and then, you know, then baseball and softball start there on the back end in the spring semester. So y'all get out and support all of our Texas Tech teams. It's always a great day and a great time to be a Red Raider. It's also always a great day and a great time to listen to the Ramblin' Raiders. Why, you might ask? Because we got that premium content 
and we're about to give you all the best coverage of what happened in Lawrence, Kansas. And let me just say one word to describe it. Murder! It was murder. Straight up murder, man. Um, I will say this, Nick. I'm going to give a quick instant reaction. I want to throw it to you here as we break this down. Look, <laughs> before I actually even do the instant reaction, we're 5-2. and two. And that that deserves some praise, you know, into, uh, unto itself. Let's let's be happy for a minute, and it might it might just be a minute that we're <laughs> that we're happy. But let's acknowledge that if you would have told me at this to this point in the season we were five and two with a loss to Texas and TCU, not knowing how bad those said losses were, I would be pretty excited. I'm not gonna lie. I'd be I'd be happy. Now we know what the rest of our schedule looks like. We know what these teams are shaping up, and it's safe to say that we're about to get into you know kind of the gauntlet and and the meat grinder of our schedule, right? Yeah. But absolutely. look, we're five and two. I th- I'm pretty sure the last time this happened was Cliff's last year at Tech in 2018. And Nick, do you know what happened in that season? We went on to play to USF to lose. Right? No, no, no. We lost every Cliff's last year. We were five and two, and yeah. then we had some injury. He, we really had some uh, the injury bug bite us. Because that was the year that uh, Bowman got hurt on that run play against oh, OU. Yeah, and we right. were beating their ass the whole time. And then they came back with Kyler Murray and got us by like four points. Long story short, we lost every game the rest of that season. We went five and seven. We're hoping that doesn't happen again. But it's important to acknowledge that it's been a while since Texas Tech's been five and two. Been a while. Been a while, guys, since we've been in this position. You know, these days, after I heard the great, very old, Nostalgic Jackson Brown last night, one of Nick and I's favorite artists of all time. Yeah, you can call us, um, you know, old souls for our generation. I got to watch him with Catherine at the Toyota Center. These days, we never go five and two because we always blow it somehow. Wow. Yeah. Actually, go. I wish I would have rhymed a little better there. We always find a way to, like, not give get it, it away. Give it away, dude. Not get it done. These days, but we're five and two. We're pumped. We're excited, and we might be coming up against the only team we can beat on the remainder of our schedule in K State. Nick, let's talk about it. Actually, I'm gonna throw it to you now. Instant yeah. reaction to this game, man. Yeah, I mean, you said it. You said it quite well. Five and two. We are sitting fourth in the Big Twelve right now in the standings and the table. Technically, we're above Texas right now in the standings. Yeah. What up, UT? Because they're four and three overall. We're both two and two in conference. But you know, look, Texas Tech wins on the road. Two out of three games so far, and it it looks like we could more than likely. I think if we win, you know, obviously if we win one more game, we'll be bowl eligible for the first time in a while. It's gonna be Matt Wells's most wins in any season already with five wins. Uh, but <laughs> this was a game that was kind of it oh, was kind I, of a trap game. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, this is yeah, the most wins yeah, Wells has ever had. He, in he's season. coming off of four wins, four wins, and then this is his his third year tech with five wins. So well far. done, Wells. And you know we're coming off of a win that was a little bit of a trap game for Texas Tech. It was Kansas's homecoming. They went with the throwback jerseys, and we came out and just annihilated them as we should have on the road. Anni- know, annihilate those stinkweeds. We went and shut them out for the majority, and I say majority of this game. Well, they only scored with 52 seconds left, and then we kind of fell apart in trash time, and they scored 14 points. But, like I said, shut them out for the majority of the game, scored at 52 seconds left. It was a good win for Texas Tech. We should have won the game, and we did. You know, uh, Matt Wells, you know, overcame Kansas on the road where we lost last time we played Kansas with Matt Wells. And that was like know, haunted ground, dude. Th- Hollow ground life, for Matt Wells. This is life after Kansas. As if you're if you've, if you've been following the, the podcast for a while, we even highlighted that you're, game. You're a homie if you have. I'll say that. <laughs> and you know, just good feel good win. Defense performed, which again, it's which defense is going to show up for Texas Tech. I know it was Kansas. We're going to highlight a lot of positives in this game. Uh, but you know, my instant reaction is we're we're right where we should be at five and two. Win one more game, we're bowl eligible, and it's going to be a step in the right direction for Texas Tech football. So I'll say this, man. I definitely am with you on it. One, it feels good to beat Kansas the way we should be beating Kansas for the first time in the Matt Wells era. That's right. Played them to a 13-point game last year at home and then lost to them in 19. Finally, we came out and we did what needed to be done, and that's absolutely stomp 
you know, Kansas, uh, the team that's been just notoriously awful and the worst in the Big 12. This was a dominant performance, but I would caution Tech fans. I want to, you know, curb expectations considering how bad this Kansas team has been against other big, you know, other Big 12 teams so far, other Big 12 foes. I mean, Iowa State beat them 56-7, I believe. Uh, I could look it up real quick. I know Baylor beat them pretty bad. Let me back let me back this up real quick on the on the old comp and read some of these off to y'all if my internet will allow it. Looks like it just might. Just like your horse. And it looks just like might. it absolutely won't. So I'll get those to y'all in a second whenever uh, you know, we get into the positive and negatives. But you know, I know they got absolutely walloped by Iowa State. They got absolutely smoked by Baylor, and I'm pretty sure they got beat. I mean, they're any Big 12 team they've played so far, it's been an absolute ass kicking. So yeah. I mean, they're a one win team. Yeah, let's let's. Hey, it feels good to win. It feels good to get a W. Always, you know, and forever. It also feels good to have won in the fashion that we did. Right? Actually, following through and not playing down to their level, which we've seen in the Matt Wells era, and and you know, playing at a high level and beating a team the way that you should. That's an inferior opponent, but. Let's curb our expectations a little bit. I've seen people active on Facebook and Twitter, you know, peacocking a little bit, getting a little bit uh, kind of cocky and, and uh, a little overconfident is the word I'll use. I think the word to use is we're just jayhawking a little bit. Jayhawking a little bit, you know, puffing their chest and, and showing some overconfidence. We did beat Kansas. We're 5-2. and two. We got a tough slate ahead. Let's curb the expectations. Let's be excited, but let's be realistic moving forward. Last but not least, saw some young guys really step up in this game and make plays. Glad to see it. Nick, I'm going to throw it back to you for the positives, man. Let's start off. I mean, there's not a whole lot of negatives in this game. I, I have a very short list, so let's keep it on a high note here, man. Yeah. What takeaways did you have that you were excited about with this Kansas win? Yeah, starting with the O-line, I did want to highlight them because they played, in terms of penalties, they played a perfect game. They had no penalties in this game. In fact... Texas Tech as a team, we only had one penalty that uh, was – we only had one penalty, and it, which was a false start on a field goal attempt by a defensive player, Devin Drew, who was on, on the line for, for our field goal unit. You know, we had one other penalty, unsportsmanlike conduct, which was offset by Kansas's unsportsmanlike conduct. So, you know, penalties that counted, we had one, which yeah. is a huge – Positive in this game. The O-line did not have a false start. The O-line did not have a holding call, anything like that. And they played pretty well. We did have some tackles for loss, which I'll get into. Uh, but our O-line, you know, my first positive, no penalties in this game. Yeah, real quick, um, maybe I should save this for the negatives. But against Big 12 foes, you have 45-7 Baylor over Kansas. 59-7 Iowa State over Kansas. Then 41-14. So that's why I just want to put this in perspective for you guys. This is a Really, yeah. really bad Kansas team. They have some good players on that team that Lane and I, if you listened, we didn't put it up on Apple Pod or Spotify because we didn't have enough time in the week. I didn't have enough time to edit our last episode. But if you watch, if you follow us on Instagram, which is why y'all should, at Ramblin' Raiders Instagram page, we put up a live video, live recording of us answering questions from our listeners, our followers, and we broke it down. Their quarterback coming into this game was solid, which I'm going to get into our defense, played really well. They had a defense that was kind of squirrely, could get some, force some turnovers, which they did, we called. But our offense was so dominant that that was, you know, really what we needed to do. And we held Jason Bean, a guy who can ball out somewhat, in, um, we held him, you know, in control, right? And uh, didn't let him run all over us or, or, you know, throw it, sling it down the field on us. We held him in check. So overall, I will say this for us. My biggest positive is that we racked up 244 yards on the ground in this game. We ran the ball with dominance, with authority, and I was super impressed, guys. We had Sir Roderick Thompson with 83 yards on the ground. We had um, – sorry, I'm looking back, checking my notes here. All right, so we had 244 yards on the ground in this game. Sir Roderick Thompson, 83. We had Donovan Smith, 37, with one TD on the ground. Columbia, 35 yards with one TD. And I was really impressed. Actually, let me go down the list here of our rushing, even though my computer's, like, spazzing out. 
You have Miles Price, three carries, 25 yards, eight yards a carry, one touchdown. Xavier White, 23 yards on six carries. Uh, uh, Geiger, Kalen Geiger, 15 on two carries. Eric Izukama, 13 on two carries with a touchdown on that jet sweep. And then Nehemiah Martinez, who had the fumble, I think one carry, and uh, he had 10 yards, and then it keeps going on. McLean Mannix had, you know, nine yards on one carry. What I want to bring – or the thing I want to take away from, that I think our listeners should take away from this is that I also am very impressed with Cumbie and his ability to incorporate different looks on the ground and diversify our ground attack, right? Different running schemes. So he got receivers involved. We, I mean, someone tweeted at us that we sw- literally swept them to death. We were hitting them with the sweeps left, hitting them with the sweeps right, finding the end zone, and we were getting our very talented receiving core involved in the run game. Shout out to Cumbie and a lot of respect there. I thought he did a great job. Nick said it too. Extremely disciplined. Only had one penalty the entire game. I think that's on a field goal. Very impressive. With a defensive player getting the penalty. That to me is extremely impressive. So, you know, awesome uh, work there to stay disciplined. And then last but not least for me, guys, our defense in this game came up big, yep. which they haven't. I mean, they're hot and cold. Nick said it earlier. Who, who are we going to get? Who, you know, who are you going to call on? Like, who we, is it going to be? The defense we saw against West Virginia and Kansas, who just happened to be two of the probably worst teams in the Big 12, or is it going to be the defense we saw against Texas and TCU? Hot and cold, you know, black and white, day and night, yin and yang, all of it, dude. I mean, it's we don't know what this – I can't – you can't put a label on this defense. You can't peg this defense. But it was nice to see them playing at a high level, and I think that was in part due to having Reggie Pearson back. Mm-hmm. We really it, – it felt good having him back. And, um, you know, just being able to uh, go on the road again and, and kind of bow your backs here. We only allowed 273 total yards of offense, which is really impressive. And the touchdowns, you know, and came late in the game, as Nick was saying. I mean, our offense shut them out. We had a shutout going for three quarters until we kind of yeah. kept, put our foot up on the, uh, you know, took our foot off the gas and struggled. Yeah, for sure. We also managed to get our seventh interception of the season. I forgot the young man's name, number 25. Taylor Demerson, baby. Well, uh, how you say, Taylor what? Adrian Taylor Demerson. Demerson? Demerson. Demerson. Okay, yeah. Taylor Demerson, Old 25. Bunny. Now, is he uh, – he's a younger guy? Am I right in saying that? I can't pull up anything on here because my uh, computer I, I don't sucks. think so. He was a transfer. I know that. And they oh, call is him, he? They call him Bunny. <laughs> old, uh, old Bunny. Okay, well, hey, man, he got us our seventh pick of the year. He also had two pass breakups on the game. Awesome. So 25 stepping up, playing well. Taylor Demerson. That's right. Yeah, baby. There you go, Jackson. Schooler also had a forced fumble. That's right. Schooler played well, as always. Tyree Wilson had two tackles for loss. He has been a really good transfer coming in. This is his second year at Texas Tech, but Mm -hmm. he's doing a really good job. Big body in there at the end. He's doing a good job getting in the backfield all season long. Awesome, man. Well, that's that's what I had on the positive, guys. I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot to – you know, go back and forth on here. I mean, we dominated Kansas, as we should have. Yeah. And we're excited about that. Nick, I know you being the upbeat and just positive guy that you are, you got a little bit more for us. I do, I do. I want Again, I want to highlight Jonathan Garibay. The dude, as yeah. a kicker, has been lighting up the scoreboard for us. Again, perfect on the day, hitting two field goals from 28 and 48 yards, 5 of 5 on extra points. This guy has been a really, really consistent kicker for us at his time at Texas Tech, you know, you saw him in the in the Baylor game last year, doing it for us, doing it again against against uh, against Kansas here on the road, perfect from, perfect on the day. And then Donovan Smith, I, I just want to highlight him. I'm sure oh, you have yeah. him in your notes somewhere, Actually, Jackson. Thank you, dude, because he's in here. Yeah. and I, I glossed over that. I do want to touch on because this that. guy, Donovan Smith, is a real bright spot for Sonny Cumbie, for Matt Wells, for the Texas Tech football program in general. Coming in as a true freshman. He's you know, good. four or five on the year, and he had an absolute bomb, a 47-yard bomb to Easy E, and he had a rushing touchdown. This guy is looking legit back there. He's being utilized in the offense a lot by, by Sonny Cumbie. Again, thank you, Cumbie, for getting yeah. him involved. I don't like using two quarterback systems, but he, he did get a lot of snaps in this game because it was a blowout. But Donovan Smith, man, this guy is exciting. He's electric. He's a big body back there. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm Baron Morton in this game, I'm shaking. Shaking in my boots coming to Texas Tech because there's another freshman quarterback out here that is lighting it up for Texas Tech. Donovan Smith, dude, four or five on the day again with that bomb to Easy. He looks good back there in the pocket. He looks good on the RPO game. 
this guy is something special in the making for Texas Tech here. I agree 100%. And if you're wondering why uh, Nick had to repeat himself there, it's because uh, your boy has got the slow hands, the heavy, <laughs> the heavy hands when it get when it comes to getting the reel out. So all, all we care about now is just getting footage. We of want ourselves we want you to we want the you reels. guys to see these reels and uh, you know engage new followers that we talked about earlier. We got some new listeners. We're gonna keep it going. But Nick, I couldn't agree more. I wanted to talk real quick about Donovan Smith. I mean, he was four or five um, on the day, seventy yards, fourteen in average. You know, so big plays had the big one to Ezukama, and then we talked about it, man. I mean, he ran, uh, he averaged six yards on the ground, a carry, six carries, 37 yards total with one touchdown. He's big for a freshman. He's built. He looks good, man. And, yeah. and I mean, the other cool thing was that he truck-sticked when he scored his touchdown. Y'all have seen the video, I'm sure. He bodied that dude, I don't even know his name, kind of long-haired white guy on, on Kansas' defense who had this multi-shirts that he took off and one of them was Texas Tech. And then last but not least, he got to just bare skin and it was painted KU like on his uh on his commitment video or his commitment announcement from his recruiting. Oh nice. Yeah, his his uh recruiting period. I think it was K State, he took it off, and he was wearing like a really weird it looked like like his grandma like knitted it, Texas Tech shirt with like a it was kind of goofy looking. Took it off and then KU on the chest. All I know is he picked KU over Tech, and then Donovan Smith reminded him that we really didn't even want you that much, man. Man, he might have been <laughs> foreshadowing that like he was going to get lit up lit, by Texas yeah. Tech with that shirt on. Because that, dude, that play alone, I mean, it was enough to bring a lot of satisfaction to the Red Raider Nation. So, guys, really bright. I mean, this is something – that's yeah. probably the biggest positive almost to me in this whole thing. Oh, is for that sure. We have a quarterback, and Baron Morton, I mean, is a dude that he's in the wings. We haven't seen him a lot, but – He's got the accolades. He's, he's you know, uh, according to Wells, I believe, or Cumbie, they were pretty tight, like close in mm-hmm. spring training. And if we're seeing what Donovan Smith can do, and those two dudes are neck and neck comparable, that's got to tell you Baron Morton's not too far behind him. So I mean, when you when you bring Donovan – really quality guys. Yeah, when you bring Donovan Smith down, when we're down in the goal line, it opens up the field so much because of the RPO. Yeah. you got to watch out for him. you got to watch out for Thompson or whoever the running back is on those plays on the goal line, within the 10-yard line. And you bring Donovan Smith in, it opens it up for Cumby to get creative. And it's hard to mark him as well as, you know, any running back that we have in there. So yeah, I'm, he's a bright spot I'm down like on the goal you, line Nick. too. I'm like you, Nick. I'm not a big fan of the, you know, two-quarterback system, but I kind of like it whenever it's Donovan Smith coming in. I, I, I'll, I'll give too. it a pass. Yeah, um, real quick, all right, so we're going to do a couple of negatives before we get into this episode's hot take. But, you know, it's not much. My, I just have two on the list. One of them, two turnovers. Never, I mean, luckily we're blowing out Kansas. I know one of them came in trash time. Yeah, with a guy who's not going to have the ball. In yeah, so, you know, it's a little nitpicky. But just anytime you have two turnovers against a inferior team uh, like the Jayhawks are, you know, it worries you about coming up against a defense like Oklahoma State has or – like Baylor has or like Iowa State has. I mean, you know, you don't want to be turning the ball over. So, yeah. again, one of them was was the real takeaway here. We had Columbia through, through an interception, um, you know, earlier on in the game. And then last, man, you know, we started this game off strong, which was good. It, it goes against kind of the, the norm with Texas Tech football. We've started majority of our games pretty sloppy and, you know, pretty atrociously. But – Against West Virginia on the road, we came out solid. Against Kansas on the road, we came out solid. But in the end, just like with West Virginia where we had that third quarter lull, you know, you, you let your foot up off the gas and you kind of fall apart there a little bit by letting them score two touchdowns late. Now, again, we're being nitpicky. There's not a whole lot of negatives in this game, so we're trying to reel here. But, again, you know, you want to – I'm just – you look at programs like Alabama, like the Nick Saban, you know, the mecca and pinnacle of college football – that dude's third and fourth strings don't make mistakes. I'm just saying. Like, you know, we – if we want to be the best, we got to hold our standards to the best, right? Hold everybody accountable. So, I get it. I get it. People are probably sitting there in the car being like, dude, come on. These are, you know, this is scrub time, you know, garbage time. These guys haven't seen the ball. That's fine. But we always talk about culture with Matt Wells, right? Some people think our culture is improving marginally. Our culture is improving. Or I guess from Kingsbury, I've heard stories that – you know, Kingsbury was a hard worker, but the culture wasn't great. So maybe the culture has improved more than marginally, somewhat significantly. I would be hesitant because I think there's been inconsistency, which inconsistency to me is is 
a sign of not great X's and O's and, and maybe somewhat a little bit of culture, but we've also bounced back well. So I'll admit, you know, uh, Matt Wells is recruiting guys, you know, at a high clip, bringing in talent, and the culture is is better than than maybe what I uh, had initially thought. I think where our dis, uh, discrepancies come in is with our actual X's and O's. That's where the deficiencies lie. But ultimately, if you're going to pride yourself on culture, the point I want to get to, you're going to pride yourself on culture, those kind of mistakes, man, I mean, it just doesn't look good, right? Like yeah. third, fourth string, you look at the top-tier teams, their backups, backups, backups come in there and dominate and play, you know, with uh, just complete mental focus and fortitude. So I'd like to see that a little bit more. But that's it, man. Overall, those are my only two negatives, really. Yeah, I, again, minor nitpicky as well. O-line gave up four tackles for loss on the day. You know, they were getting in the backfield a little bit for, from, for our Kansas team. And, you know, I just want – I highlighted them on, on, on the positives for having a perfect game in terms of penalties. But they did, you know, have a few tackles for loss on, on the day. And then, uh, you know, Nehemiah Martinez fumbling at the end. How much stock do you want to put into that for a, a guy who's not going to see much PT, uh, you know, when it counts? But, you know, you do – again, you do want to see a complete game. Uh, and and the, the turnovers for us, you know, it's not just the fumble there, but the pick by Columbia, you know, we have a negative turnover ratio this year on the year. It's 12 turnovers to eight takeaways for Texas Tech. Yeah, that's not ideal. It's not ideal for, you know, the rest of this gauntlet, as we as we put it, uh, on the schedule. And we're coming up against debatably the best defenses we're going to see in the conference. So Yes, this is true. And so we'd love to see it be cleaned up a little bit. Columbia has the backup. You know, we want to see him play a clean game, have a clean sheet out there for Texas Tech through the pick. But... Uh, that, those are nitpicky again, you know, kind of when it doesn't count. The pick was during during the game when it did count, but you know, overall, you know, we had we didn't have too many negative takeaways no. in this game. Trying to be nitpicky here to bring the content to you guys, but you know, overall, we'll do whatever played, it takes to get you guys this content. All right, <laughs> Tech did a pretty good job on the day. You know, I was I didn't get to watch the game because I was at the Astros game and they started <laughs> relatively the same time, but it was nice to see you know up twenty four nothing, up forty one whatever. So. Uh, good game by the Texas Tech overall against Kansas. Looking forward to Kansas State. We'll bring the content to you guys on that preview at home. Uh, then we got OU, then our first bye week of the year, finally, after Maybe OU game. We can rest up and get healthy. But, yeah, guys, look, not a lot of negatives. And, I, again, I hate to be that guy, but let's, let's, take a re, let's have a little reality check here. Kansas is Kansas. You know, it feels really good to beat them because we have struggled these past two years, but let's not go off the rails. You know, we're going to talk about it in our preview app and actually really quick on this hot take, hot takes without Laney Cakes, unfortunately, about realistic expectations. How many more games can we win this year? You know, Vegas has us as a one-point favorite against K-State. That's very interesting to me. That's a little bit sus to me, honestly. I think Vegas has missed a lot on Texas Tech this year. They can't figure out Matt Wells, and neither can we. The inconsistency is plaguing not only us, but sports betters all over the country and the world. So bottom line is, you know, we're going to talk about this in this hot take, guys, but let's, you know, hey, five and two, it feels good. Let's feel good about it. But as the meme, which I uh, I meant to shout this out earlier, there's a meme going around on Twitter that we shared that's so funny because I'm a big Pirates of the Caribbean fan. The, um, <laughs> the, the little pirate himself, really not so little anymore. Uh, the you know, Jack. The, the little pirate himself, Lane. Oh. He, he, he thought he was a pirate when he was a kid. Um, you know, big Pirates of the Caribbean guy. All of us love the movie. There's one, if you've seen the first one, the first OG, which is the best one, in my opinion, The Curse of the, ba- the Black Pearl, It's it says in the meme, it's like, you know, you have got – it's uh, Norrington. He's like, you've got to be the worst 5-2 and two team I've ever heard of or I've ever, or I've ever heard of. And then it shows Captain Jack, and he's got the Tech logo on him, and it's like, but you have heard of me. <laughs> and that's, that's all Texas Tech fans. That's Red Raider Nation right now. We might be 5-2, and two, and everyone can clown us that we're the worst 5-2 team out there. They might not be wrong, but they have heard of us. And, yes, we are sitting, I believe Nick said earlier, fourth in the Big 12 fourth. right now. On our own in the Big 12. Hey, screenshot it while you can. Get at me because we're on top, baby. That's right. And, and to your point, I want to talk about Vegas for a second. I'm not a gambling man, and I don't even go on to the Laney Locks episodes because I don't know how to really read stats and spreads and over-unders. But I have some for you guys. Texas Tech and their opponents have combined to score more than 60 points in three of the seven games this year. 
So if you're if you're so an over under guy, unders are hot. Yes, uh, not quite. I mean, sixty points is a lot. Yeah. In three of the three of the seven games, and and Texas Tech and Kansas State are slated to score more than sixty game, points in this game. We're three and three against the spread overall, but we're four and two against the spread when we score more than twenty four points. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So if you're a betting man, look at those those stats there to make your bets next Saturday. Yeah. Dude, you'd be a natural on Laney's Locks, man. Y'all better go uh, check that out if you do like sports betting because the chef went undefeated 3-0 and this week, baby. I had my uh, NFL lock, even though Kingsbury was down with COVID. Um, God bless and God speed in re- your recovery. But, you know, the Cardinals got it done and hit that over. And then I had uh, – what were my other two ones I got? Oh, Baylor – and Ole Miss got it done for me. Yeah, Ole Miss. Yeah, so that I was, game was wild with oh, the trash. Oh no, Nevada. That was it. I had Nevada minus fourteen. Boys came through and hit us with the minus. They uh, ended up covering by three points. So it is what it is, man. The chef is on a hot streak right now. Speaking of hot streaks, we want to bring it to you right now. Our segment that you know we we've missed it a couple here and there, off and on, but we're we're always glad to bring it back. That's hot takes. Unfortunately, today without Laney's cakes. How many more games will Tech win this season? Sometimes I have too many beers, which I gladly do, and which I fully embrace. Automatic. Still is. I liked beer. I still like beer. Automatic. Still is. But I did not drink beer to the point of blacking out. When I was in town, I spent much of my time working out, lifting weights, too many beers. Automatic. Still is. Sometimes I had too many beers, which I gladly do and which I fully embrace. Working out, automatic. Blacking out, automatic. Catholic all-girls schools, automatic. Still is. Nick, I'm going to throw it to you, big dog. Start us off in this Hot Takes episode. It's getting a little bit, getting a little bit. Uh, it might be a little chilly outside. Chilly outside, but man, it's turning up in here. It's getting a little bit toasty, dude. A little bit stuffy in this room. Let's be real here, man. How many more games will Tech win this season? I hit a 5.5 over. So all I need is one more for the enchilada, baby, to win my bet. Also, we did a, a bet against some California-based betting site or something that uh, out there for Laney's Lock said if we could get over four wins, mm. he was going to spend $300. So I'm going to bring this back and make sure we promote it to Lubbock and figure out where we can put this money. He was going to donate to a charity of our choice. So we need to find that's right. You know, whether we I do Team that. Luke, Hope for Minds, or wh- whatever we want to do, y'all can weigh in on this. Maybe we'll put a poll out there. Let's, yeah. let's go find a good group. That Californian man, and better, he owes Laney's Locks 300 because the boys won Five games. Nick, will we win another one? And speaking of the uh, California, the Pac-12 is the worst conference in college football this year. Just wanted to point that out. Straight there, fact. Since it is a hot a hot take. But, but Nick, will we win another game? That we, is the We question. will. We will win another game. I got us beating Kansas State next week. And then, on top of that, I got us winning one more pre-bowl game. Okay. I got us beating Baylor in, in, this, in, this, in this season on the road. I got a good. I always got a good feeling about Baylor, although they are ranked and they look pretty solid as a team this year under Dave Aranda. But I got to win two more conference games. Dang! All right. To win seven games overall, and then in the postseason, you know, depending on who we play, I think we got a good chance with momentum after beating Baylor, if going we, into a bowl game yeah. and winning that, and having eight wins on the season. And that would put you. <laughs> Wait, did, did I say if they win? I said if they win eight games eight. or win more than eight. If games? If they win eight games this year, you're, be- you're you're donating a thousand dollars to a charity of my choice. I better start saving up then. But uh, to be honest, I love my Red Raiders. I love them through and through, and I hope they do prove me wrong. But I'm not too worried about it if I'm being perfectly honest, man. <laughs> this is my hot take for this episode, guys. Uh, we're five and two, but I cannot lie and sit here and say that we don't have just a Hell of a schedule coming up here, man. And I do like that we have our bye week, so maybe we can get a little bit healthier Yeah. after the OU game, right, is when that bye week yeah, is. that's going to be a brutal OU game. But we have a mammoth, man, a heater of a schedule coming up. Look, if we're going to get to a bowl game, 
I'm I'm not even entirely sure we're gonna win one more, y'all. I mean, I, again, I hate to be a pessimist because I want Matt Wells to prove me wrong. I've been saying this over and over again, and maybe maybe he will. I hope he does. But if we do hit that six win mark, it's gonna be against Kansas State. This is our best shot this weekend at home. Vegas is favoring us by one. If we're gonna do it, the defense has to show up. I'm not sure if I'm buying into it that we're going to win this game. I got to break it down and do some research. They got Deuce Vaughn and and Skylar Thompson and a great running game, a great running attack. Is Skylar Thompson back? He's back, dude. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, look, man, it's going to be a dogfight. But in my opinion, I think we there's a shot we can go six and six. I really do. I believe we can get to six and six, but it's going to have to be this weekend. We're going to have to beat Kansas State, guys, because. There's a uh, what's their uh, snowball's chance in hell that we beat Oklahoma on the road. That's not looking very good. Oklahoma State is, you know, that's a team I had misjudged and mislabeled early on in this year. They're really coming on. They're undefeated right now. I'm pretty sure they haven't lost a game yet. Beating beating some quality opponents, non-con and in conference. Oklahoma State is solid as hell. And then Iowa State and Baylor. Baylor looks pretty good. I actually think that our if we don't get it done against K-State, I think our next best shot, and again, this is going to be a long one as Iowa State, but the bottom line is we're really getting into the meat and, and what I would deem the top half of our conference with you know Texas and TCU being the other two quality Big 12 opponents we played. I don't, And I don't even know if TCU is going to be able to match up against Oklahoma State, ISU, Baylor. It's going to be tough. Bottom line is, guys, there's a very real, and I, I hate to be this dude, this could be a hot take. There is a very real chance we do not win another game this season. Damn. And that's painful. That's Damn. painful to come it, out of my it, mouth. That is. It is it is something that could happen. But I, I just want I want tech fans to be ready because I've seen this story. I've seen it play out before. There is a real chance, guys, that we do not win another game this year. I believe we I, I think we'll get to six wins. I don't know if it it might be K-State. It might be a Huge upset at home against Iowa State. I, for some weird reason, I think we might just show up and be in a game. And I will say this. We face two of the best run attacks in the yeah. Big 12. We're clearly not a great run defense team. No. So, <laughs> no. I'll put it this way. I do believe that if we lose most of these games going down the stretch, I honestly, besides Oklahoma and besides Oklahoma State, I believe that Baylor and ISU will actually be good games. I believe if we lose those – There'll be dogfights. There'll be a touchdown. There'll be 10 points. They're not going to be these, they were over before they started, blowouts that we saw against TCU and against Texas. So if that's a little consolation, I just don't believe, uh, I don't see the running attacks from some of these other teams being as potent as UTs and as TCUs. So expect the games to be a little bit closer. And what does that mean? If you hang around, if you hang around a little bit, you have a shot at an upset. We could maybe beat Baylor on the road. I, I don't see that happening. My two biggest shots for Matt Wells to get it done this year, go to a bowl game, Kansas State, Iowa State. I'm going to make my prediction right now. We get some crazy upset somewhere. We go 6-6. Six and six. And we go to a bowl game. And in my opinion, it's not enough to keep Matt Wells around. It would be a step in the right direction, but mediocrity is not something that you should be willing to settle for. And I think that's all we get with Matt Wells. But, hey, maybe he'll hit 7. I don't know. I'm, I'm, going, I'm, I'm saying we upset somebody along the way and get to 6. But really, our best shot is against K-State this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. And if Matt Wells can pull his head out of his ass and be a good coach for a few games. Look, we got, we got five games left on the schedule. If you can't win one out of five games, I know that the opponents are there. You know, they're, they're the top of the, of the table in the Big 12. Oklahoma State, who's ranked number eight right now. OU is number three, both undefeated. Baylor also ranked. We got three ranked opponents left on the schedule. If Matt Wells can pull his head out of his ass and coach a good game, and if and I'll take it a step further, if Keith Patterson can pull his head out of his ass and and scheme and, and get ready for these these run games, these run attacks that we have, and actually game plan around stopping the run, we have a good chance. I think we beat Kansas State. I think we beat Baylor. You know, like I said, seven and five. We have a, we have five weeks until we play Baylor. Five weeks until we play Baylor. They could be a different team by the time we play them. They really could. They could be unranked. They could drop a few. You're right. I don't, I don't know what their schedule looks like right now. Although I think Dave Aranda's doing a hell of a job over there right now. Man. He is. He's he a, is. He's a, he's a good coach. But Baylor's got Texas this week. No, excuse me. They got a bye week. Then they play Texas. Then they play TCU. Then they play OU. 
So, it, so they have a gauntlet ahead of them too. They could be unranked in a totally different team by the time we play them. You know, injury bug could bite them. Whatever. That's, that's fair. That's a, I think that's a we great can. Point. I think we could beat Baylor. But the I think the real hot take here is, does it suck that Texas Tech is in this position where we could go to a bowl game because you have a fan yeah. base that's divided a little bit right now with and, and us on the podcast want Wells to be ousted. Yeah. Well, but if we continue if, to win, if he gets to seven wins, I'll I'll. Wear the dunce hat and retract what I said, even though if we win a bowl game too. Uh, oh, know. well, if we went seven and five and then went won a bowl game, I'll yeah. wear I'll wear the dunce hat and prance around and let y'all throw eggs at me and say shame, dude. But are we I'll in a worse off? Are we in a worse worse off position? If we would have lost to Kansas, he would have been gone and maybe we let's, get a better coach in there. Let's see how these games play out. If we get absolutely steamrolled again, like no contest against OU and Oklahoma State, and then we barely lose to like Baylor or Iowa State and then beat Kansas State or if we go seven and five and we like barely win those two games and we get rolled in all the other ones. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I hate. Can the consistency be there? That's it, man. Can we be consistent? That's what I hate about this program right now is because we can at this point we're winning the games that we should and you know, we'll be hopefully at a bowl game this year and hopefully win that bowl game. But if we continue to play poorly against top teams in the Big Twelve and our conference record is continuously under five hundred, like are we in even a do we want that as a fan base? Do we want a shitty team that plays shitty against against good opponents on primetime television? Yeah, but but somehow just scrapes by to six wins. Right, because ideally we should go 3-0 in non-con, at least 2-1. Yeah. yeah. Ideally. No, I, I agree, man. I mean, six wins, hell. I mean, again, he could go 7-5, and five and, and I'll be impressed. That's where I had us at the beginning of the year. If, he, if we go 7-5 and five and win two more of these last five, I will – I'll be, you know what? We'll we'll get back on the mics here, and there'll be a little bit of a different tune. I, I think there will. It's all about how it's done. It's not about it, it's right. it's not right. what you do. Sometimes it's how you do it, man. Yeah. And just the no contest to UT and TCU are so demoralizing and so backbreaking. We'll see, man. A lot of it's about your style and about your efficiency and the way things play out. You know what's your your uh, procedural and and okay, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. What <laughs> what what's the optics? There it is. I mean, what what are the optics of these wins and losses coming up potentially? Um, I, you know, we'll have to see, man. It's one of these things. At the end of the year, we're we're gonna find out if we're in a better position or not. But I'm with you, Nick. I think there's gonna be a lot of fans that if we, you know, let's say we scrape by a K State team that looks to be about mid ish right now. I mean, they just got their doors blown by Iowa State. You know, at home they're kind of mid. If we get by them and then maybe upset a Baylor on the road or something and go seven and five, then uh, then I think the bowl game will be telling. But if you just keep getting rolled by the good teams, and I mean no contest, like Rick rolled by these teams. Rick rolled by these teams. It's just it doesn't inspire to me a lot of confidence from our fan base. No, moving forward, that every year isn't going to be the same result. Six and six, seven and five, six and six, six and six, seven and five. And you're not going to go – I mean, your ceiling is capped. You're limited. And yeah. I think that – accepting that reality and that fate is – it's just scary, man. Because going 7-5 and five or 6-6 six and six, when you know your ceiling is higher and you're just having a down year, I'll take that every day of the week. But when I know the best you can do, the very best you can do is 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, it's just a little bit more disheartening. Absolutely agree. All right, guys. Well, this has been episode 121, baby. We rock squawked them Jayhawks. I hope you all have enjoyed the, the, the throwdown, the analysis, the breakdown, and the takeaways from Nikus and Jikus. Old, what, uh, what was your nickname you were going to give me earlier? Oh, uh, that you were going to make fun of me with, the oh. lights of the toilet? <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> save that for another episode. Yeah, save that for another one. But, uh, you know, I was watching Family Guy the other day, and it, there's such a funny app. I won't go to that. Stewie and, and Brian, where it's like, Dingo and the Baby. Uh, oh, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and I are going to have to come up with some names like that. Um, chef. I don't know. What am chef, I? Who am what I? What are you going to be? You got to be something Dingo. Oh, man, it's coming to me. Chef, and we're going to get Nick's name down, and that's going to be our outro from Dingo and the Baby, Family Guy style. Look, guys, thanks for joining us. We're quacky. We're a little weird at times. I get it. But, hey, maybe that's why y'all come back and you like hearing this audio, hearing this feedback. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and what am I missing? Twitter, because we, we do a lot of content on there. Also, uh, our charity of the month, guys, we're doing Operation Turkey as we get ready to get our box 
box uh, outro set up. Nick, you would have laughed so hard at Lane and I trying to figure it out on the live app. Took us five minutes. That's why you need me. That's dude. We we miss you and we needed you bad. I tried to use my computer and you couldn't hear a thing because this thing's an <laughs> antique and such a piece of shit. So it was just hilarious. But Nick, any final words, man? As we get ready for this K State preview coming up yeah tune into some other texas tech sports as well because we got a lot on the docket espn plus it's cheap it's worth the prescription or subscription red raiders have a great week nick we're out